Happy Monday, everybody. My name is Brandon Rose, and welcome to episode 207 of the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday, this podcast covers new game releases, the previous week's gaming news, and we all are in an Xbox-related fun fact together. This show is on YouTube and podcast services around the world, so please subscribe in your favor and leave a review. Xboxin10.com, no numbers, is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles, which you can follow at Xboxin10. To start, let's look at game releases. The big games out last week were the expansions Saints Row, The Heist, and The Hazardous, and Marvel's Midnight Sun on Xbox One, along with all the expansions of The Hunger, Redemption, The Good, The Bad, and The Undead, and Bloodstorm. The games coming out this week include Last Labyrinth, Lucidity Lost, Trackmania, LEGO 2K Drive, Tin Hearts, Verdict Guilty, Under the Warehouse, Infinity, No One Lives Under the Lighthouse, and Cyber Citizen Shockman. Now into last week's biggest news stories, and we have five to cover this week. Number one, Diablo 4 post-launch content and battle pass prices revealed. Tom West, the True Achievements writes, Blizzard has revealed the post-launch plans it has for Diablo 4 after it launches on Xbox next month, which includes seasons, three battle pass options, and the content found via the in-game shop. As with any live service game, players have been wondering about Blizzard's plans for supporting Diablo 4 after it launches on Xbox Series X and S and Xbox One on June 6th. After the debacle with Diablo Immortals pay-to-win features, it's understandable that fans would have questions about the mainline entry. Blizzard has now detailed how Diablo 4 Seasons, Battle Passes, and In-Game Shop will work, including various currencies. Following the start of Diablo 4's first season beginning in late July, all subsequent seasons will be introduced on a quarterly basis. The reason it's beginning over a month after the game releases is because you'll need to have first completed the main campaign before exploring the new content, which will include new gameplay features, legendary items, quality of life improvements, class balances, battle passes, and more. By using the Season Journey feature, you'll be able to complete each of the seasonal chapters by working through a number of different objectives in return for legendary aspects for the Codex of Power, crafting materials, and favor for the Battle Pass. Each season will introduce a fresh Battle Pass containing 27 free tiers filled with cosmetics and smoldering ashes, a resource for purchasing seasonal perks for your characters, and 63 premium tiers containing unique cosmetics and platinum currency. The premium tier is designed to be completely optional, but there will be two variants available to you, a premium battle pass that will cost 1,000 platinum, roughly $9.99, and an accelerated battle pass for 2,800 platinum, around $24.99. The accelerated battle pass will include an additional 20 tier skips and a special cosmetic item. As for Diablo 4's in-game shop, you'll need platinum currency to purchase any of the items, which can be bought with real-world money or earned from the premium battle passes, Blizzard says. Quote, none of the cosmetics sold in the shop provide anything greater than aesthetic variety, end quote. While the Battle Pass will offer agnostic cosmetics, the shop will include class-specific outfits that are uniquely designed to complement the style each class would use, and as such, some items will be unique to each class. The shop stock will rotate regularly, and Blizzard said it's been built for transparency, so you can preview every detail of the item you plan to buy. Interestingly, the shop will also be able to intelligently recommend cosmetics it thinks you'd like by looking at your playstyle and current aesthetic, so we'll be eager to see how that works. This is the top news story because Diablo 4 is going to be huge. It's going to be a monster of a game, and it's out so soon on June 6th. I'm still not sure if I'm going to jump in on day one. I think I will because my friends will be, but there's just a lot to play all the time. Life is busy. I don't know. It's hard. But still looking forward to this, I can't imagine this game being anything but a 9 plus out of 10. Number 2, Mortal Kombat 12's official reveal is almost here. Alessandro Filari at IGN writes, In recent months, NetherRealm Studios has been slowly teasing another installment in the Mortal Kombat series. But now we've gotten a more firm confirmation that the next game is on the horizon. On social media, the official Mortal Kombat Twitter account, 
an MK co-creator Ed Boon shared a video of a ticking clock counting up to the number 12, only for it to pause and then skip over it and back to the number 1. The tease aligns it with a previous video focusing on the 30th anniversary tribute to the series. At the end of that video we saw a short animation of an hourglass, with the sand inside freezing. No doubt this is a reference to Mortal Kombat 11's time-traveling antagonist, Chronica, who manipulated the sands of time to disrupt the timeline. The first mention of a new Mortal Kombat game came from a Warner Bros. Discovery investor meeting with current CEO David Zavlov, casually mentioning that a new video game was on track for a 2023 release, despite no announcement having been made previously about the game. Even series co-creator Ed Boon was surprised by the sudden mention on his Twitter page, but he poked fun at it. Though we have no details about what the next MK game will be, it more likely continue the focus on time travel and blending different eras of the series, which was a crucial part of the previous game. The Scuttlebutt Online suggests that we'll be seeing this game at the end of the month at the rumored PlayStation Showcase. If it's not there, are we going to see it at the Xbox Game Showcase or Summer Game Fest? Either way, it seems like we're going to be finding out this game in about a month's time, and is it going to be Mortal Kombat 12, or are they going to reboot it softly and go back to Mortal Kombat 1? We shall see. Personally, fighting games just never been my thing. Number 3. State of Decay 2 gets huge free update that makes it even more sim-like. Heidi Nicholas at Drew Achievements writes, Undead Labs has dropped a huge new update for State of Decay 2, quote, created with your feedback in mind to make the best zombie survival sim experience there is, end quote. The Heart Attack free update is out now for State of Decay 2 Juggernaut Edition, with a focus on plague hearts and infesting hordes. Quote, one of the Undead Lab the designers working on this update described it as making the game even more sim-like, more immersive. The world feels more alive, plague hearts take on a more important role and play an active part in your game, end quote. Undead Lab says, quote, strategy becomes more valuable since these semi-sentient flesh beasts aren't just loot pinatas. They're aware of you and will fight back to survive. Who will win? End quote. Plague hearts start out dormant, but once awakened, unleash zombie hordes to infest sites spreading towards their base and besieging your communities. Plague hearts won't go back to being dormant either, and you'll need to destroy them to get rid of them for good. State of the Cake 2, a game I maybe played for about an hour when it first released, and that was at a really dark time for Xbox. I played hours and hours of the first one, that was an Xbox Live Arcade gem. I'm more intrigued by State of Decay 3, with that little teaser we saw obviously getting a more lifelike graphical engine upgrade, and we're going to see it at the showcase in just a few weeks. I feel like this game is still so far away in State of Decay 3, but you never know. Number 4, Destiny 2 is raising the price of its season pass. Travis Northrup at IGN writes, on its blog today, Destiny 2 creator Bungie announced the price increase for its standalone season passes, which grants players access to limited time activities and story content every three months. Going forward, Bungie will ask Destiny 2 players to pay 20% more each season, up from 1,000 silver, an in-game premium currency that costs real money, to 1,200 silver, from $10 to $12 per season. Bungie simultaneously announced it will charge 10% more for its season pass rank bundles, which speed up the process of maxing out each season's loot-filled progression bar. This increase will see the plus 10 ranks bundles go from 2,000 silver to 2,200 silver, or $20 to $22. While this will impact anyone who has been buying season passes in Destiny a la carte, the price increase does not affect those who already bought it for the full year of seasonal access via the deluxe edition of Destiny 2 Lightfall, at least not until the next major expansion currently slated out for next year, the final shape. So big heads up for all the Destiny 2 players, $2 doesn't seem like that big of a deal, but as of right now, you can't exactly buy 1200 silver for the next season. You can either buy 1000 or 2000, or I'm not sure even 1500. Regardless, you can't buy the exact amount, so you either have to overstock on silver so you can spend it on other items in game, or go low and hope you have some extra bank from a previous transaction. Regardless, Bungie needs to fix that because that's just so anti-consumer and anti-player. 
Why would they force you to buy extra? Because they want your sweet, sweet dollars. But Bungie, you've been better than that. Come on now. I'm not against price increases. This game is huge. They're constantly innovating and developing on, but this is just bad. Thankfully, unthankfully, as I haven't played Destiny 2 since Lightfall launched, I bought the deluxe version, so I do have all seasons. Granted, I haven't played it in a long time. Number five, Dragon Age Dreadwolf won't release before April 2024. Sean Carey at True Achievements writes, EA's latest financial report has revealed that Bioware's highly anticipated RPG Dragon Age Dreadwolf won't be out until at least April of 2024. Many had thought that Dragon Age Dreadwolf could release later this year, but sadly, it looks like Dragon Age fans will have to wait a fair while longer until they can get their hands on the next installment in the series. In EA's latest financial earnings report, the company shared a list of games that were released during fiscal year 24, which runs until March 31st of 2024, including Star Wars Jedi Survivor, F123, Immortals of Avium, EA Sports Football Club, and others. Sadly, Dragon Age Dreadwolf is nowhere to be found. EA does note that two other unannounced games will be released through fiscal year 2024, but they are an EA Sports title and a racing game. Skate, the next entry into the much-loved Skate series, is also not on the list to release this fiscal year. The last major update we had on Dragon Age Dreadwolf was Bioware confirming that the RPG had reached alpha stage back in October, meaning that the game was playable from start to finish. Since then, we've seen Dreadwolf's production director and Bioware veteran Mac Walters leave the studio, and former Dragon Age boss Mark Dara returned to Bioware to work on the game. Disappointing for Dragon Age fans, which I am not one of them, but I still think this is good news. If this game comes out, and it's another dud? This sounds like it could be hyperbolic, but it could be the end of Bioware. Following up Anthem with this, I know we had the Mass Effect Legendary Edition in the middle, but that doesn't really count, would just be so detrimental to whatever Bioware is nowadays. So, to keep taking the time, I imagine this game wouldn't be even till late 2024 at best. As always, we end our show with a fun fact about Xbox, and this one, let's do a little bit of Diablo fun facting since we let off the news stories this week with it. Credit to uprocks.com. Diablo wouldn't exist without the Justice League. A small independent studio by the name of Condor Games was responsible for creating Diablo. Before getting into demon slaying, Condor worked on a few rather forgettable licensed titles, including a lousy DC Comics fighting game for the Genesis called Justice League Task Force. Now Condor was far from the only company slumming it in the world of licensed games at the time. Another small upcoming company named The Blizzard was contracted to work on the SNES port of Condor's Justice League fighter. It was through this collaboration that the leaders of Condor and Blizzard first became acquainted, which led directly to Condor pitching Diablo to Blizzard. The rest is history, although the Diablo initially presented to Blizzard was quite different from the game that eventually ended up in players' hands. How about that superhero connection to get to Diablo for licensed games on crappy old retro consoles? Some of these games I'm intrigued to give a shot since I have gotten my Logitech G Cloud set up with some, we'll say, other means of playing retro video games. And a lot of those licensed games are definitely on my radar. Crazy to think that Diablo might not exist if it wasn't for the Justice League. Thank you all for listening to the Xbox and 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. If you like the show, please subscribe to your favorite podcast service, share with your friends, leave a review, and follow on all social media at Xbox and 10. This past week, I focused on finishing Star Wars Jedi Survivor, and I absolutely loved it, with an asterisk at the end. I love the gameplay. I love the story. I love the characters. I love... Star Wars, but the performance was so bad it really hampered my experience. It was really disappointing. This game is going to be a 9, 10 out of 10, and maybe a year when they iron this out and it's a smooth 60 frames per second, but man, it's hard to rank this game. Still trying to see how I'm going to rank it in my games of the year this year since that performance does have to count for something against it. I mean, it does. My name is Brandon Rose. You can follow me on Xbox at Bros. 93. Hope you all have a great week. Stay safe and keep on gaming.